This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. There's been more fighting in the West Bank city of Jenin. As NPR's Jeff Bromfield reports, it was the latest in a series of raids by Israeli forces in the area. Videos posted to social media showed Israeli bulldozers moving through the streets of Jenin amid the sounds of gunfire. Mohammed Saeed is a local activist. He says Israeli forces were operating in both the city and a nearby refugee camp. They bulldozed the roads in the refugee camp and destroyed two squares in the city, he said. In a statement, the Israeli military said a joint operation with the domestic intelligence service and border police had made 16 arrests. According to the statement, one additional suspect was killed after firing on Israeli forces. Jeff Brumfield, NPR News, Tel Aviv. The Senate is gearing up to vote next week on whether to issue subpoenas for the CEOs of two major pharmaceutical companies. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports Democrats are demanding testimony from the execs of Johnson & Johnson and Merck after they refused an invitation to appear before the Senate Health Committee. Senator Bernie Sanders says the committee wants to know why the drug companies charge substantially higher prices for certain medications in the U.S. compared to other countries. Sometimes 10 times higher for the same exact drug sold in Canada or in Europe, Mexico, as in the United States. These are pretty simple and straightforward questions. Sanders noted that Johnson & Johnson and Merck manufacture some of the most expensive drugs sold in the nation. For example, Sanders says Merck sells Genuvia, a medication for diabetes, for nearly $7,000 in the U.S., compared to $900 in Canada and $200 in France. Windsor Johnston, NPR News, Washington. Another former Trump White House official is being convicted on contempt of Congress charges for refusing to cooperate with an investigation into the January 6, 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. One time Trump trade advisor Peter Navarro sentenced to four months in prison after being found guilty of two misdemeanor counts of criminal contempt last September. The U.S. economy grew at a faster-than-expected pace in the final months of 2023. NPR's Scott Horsley has more on the latest numbers from the Commerce Department. The U.S. economy grew at an annual pace of 3.3 percent in October, November, and December, led by strong consumer spending on both goods and services. Growth was also fueled by business investment, government spending, new home construction, and exports. Although fourth quarter growth was somewhat slower than the previous quarter, it was substantially faster than most analysts had predicted. The economy continues to outperform expectations even in the face of higher interest rates. Core measures of inflation show price increases continuing to ease. GDP was 3.1 percent larger at the end of last year than it was 12 months earlier. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 242 points. This is NPR. Two museums in London are returning gold and silver artifacts to Guyana 150 years after they were looted under the British Empire. But officials are describing this as a loan. 
from London Empire's Lauren Frere explains. These 17 artifacts, which include royal regalia stolen from a palace belonging to the Asante people in what is now Ghana, are technically returning there on indefinite loan. This allows the British Museum and the V&A, the Victoria and Albert Museum, to sidestep laws that prohibit the repatriation of cultural treasures. Those laws have been used to prevent the return to Greece of the Elgin Marbles, which were pried off the Parthenon in the 19th century and have been in the British Museum ever since. Countries from Nigeria to India have been demanding the return of artifacts taken during colonial rule. But a UK prime minister once warned that if you start giving things back, the British Museum would be empty. Lauren Freyer, NPR News, London. A group of U.S. auto dealers are calling on the Biden administration to halt regulatory efforts to require cars to emit less pollution. A group of about 4,700 dealers referring to the rule as essentially an electric vehicle mandate, saying recent changes to EV tax incentives and a lack of charging infrastructure make it impossible to meet EPA targets. However, the EPA says automakers could meet those goals, which is 67 percent of new vehicles electric by the year 2030. Crude oil futures prices gained ground today. Oil was up $2.27 a barrel, ending the session at $77.36 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington.